This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Welcome in, ladies and gentlemen, to another edition of the Go 24-7 podcast. I'm Billy Ambody. With me is Sonny Ship. First of all, hope everyone is staying safe. Uh, with this Hurricane Delta approaching, everybody on the Gulf Coast uh, bracing for this, obviously, to to hit. And look, I mean, if you're in the path of this storm, and you know, hopefully this podcast eats up a, a little bit of time ahead of this weekend uh, where LSU is going to take on Missouri, not in Baton Rouge. The game has been moved to Columbia. Uh, and for the first time ever, LSU is going to play at Missouri uh, in, this, in this series. It's the third meeting between the two teams. The game is going to be broadcast. At uh, 11 a.m. Central Time, I believe uh, the game on TV is still being uh, looked at, but it is going to be on an ESPN platform for this one. And so uh, we await the TV broadcast uh, information as we're recording this. But, Sonny, this is one where obviously the teams have had to adjust. LSU has had to adjust by moving around uh, the game and moving and setting up travel plans to get up to Missouri for an early kickoff. But in the end, instead of an 8 o'clock game on ESPN, they're going to be playing an 11 a.m. game. It'll allow them to get back earlier. And Ed Ogeron said that was something the school wanted so that they could get a little bit more rest ahead of the Florida game. Uh, overall, this is a, a certainly a weird, unique uh, situation. But I, I think kudos to the SEC and both schools for getting it done quickly. Yeah, and when the SEC made out the uh, the new conference-only schedule and we saw Vanderbilt and Missouri was going to be the two teams uh, added, you know, most felt that Vandy would come here since LSU went there last year and that LSU would go to Missouri since uh, the, you know, the two teams have only met once since Missouri joined the SEC and Missouri came to Baton Rouge, so they figured it would be a return trip for uh, for LSU, but it didn't work out in that like that. But uh, it's funny how uh, how I guess destiny plays itself out. But you know, I'm, I'm I get Ed Orgeron about wanting the you know to get as much rest and stuff. Uh, I don't like the early kickoff. I don't like the 11 a.m. kickoff just because. Traditionally, uh, LSU has been a little bit slower to start, especially when you look at this year. You look at the, uh, you know, you look at the first half of each of the two contests. LSU has played better in the second half, especially on offense. And um, you know, I, I just, um, I, I would like to see him play a little bit later in the afternoon, two thirty or so. But hey, it is what it is. Ed Orgeron's mantra is, "We'll play anywhere, anytime." And uh, now they're going to play at Missouri. And uh, they'll be having some. Uh, I guess they'll be putting some mimosas in the Gatorade bottles. Yeah, yeah. Get up with a little mimosa, a little Bloody <laughs> Mary, and uh, roll out of bed, have a shower beer, and uh, get ready to watch this one because uh, LSU is is coming off a, a a nice win over Vanderbilt. Obviously, and nothing to write home about. But after week one, that was uh, notable for them to bounce back, and now they get 
a team that's 0-2 and breaking in a new quarterback in Connor Bazalak. Uh, he entered the game against T- Tennessee last week in the second quarter and moved moved around uh, you know, the, the, the offense a little bit there. Uh, went 13 of 21, 218 yards. So not a bad uh, showing for his first, uh, you know, n- not his first action, but you know, uh, uh, his, his first action of the season, I believe, uh, getting into that game and, and, and moving the offense. So, Sonny, I think after the first two games with LSU's pass rush, the thing I'm going to be looking for the Tigers to do, well, I guess the LSU Tigers to do, is get after uh, Connor Bazalak and, and, and make him feel uncomfortable uh, after, uh, as he's getting his first start. Yeah, he's making his first start, and he doesn't have the uh, he doesn't have the mobility, the the same level of mobility, ability to make plays with his feet as TCU graduate transfer Sean Robinson, who was the number six dual threat and a quarterback quarterback in the country when he came out, and uh, I, I believe it was two, two, 2015 or twenty sixteen, but uh, you know he was a highly recruited guy. I went to TCU, didn't work out there, came in here. And uh, he's just struggled to move the team, uh, to move the ball. You know, he completed 21 out of 29 of his passes, or 20 out of 29 of his passes in the first two games, but only for about a, a, a buck 85. And he wasn't a threat running the ball. Basilek uh, relieved him in both of the in the Alabama game, also in the Tennessee game. And uh, head coach Eli Drinkwitz said that uh, you know that that Basilek moved the ball for him a little bit more, gave him a little bit more, and uh, they were going to stick with him. So it's gonna, it'll be interesting to see. But you know the key the key whenever you have a first time starter, especially someone who is uh, you know who who is not a major threat to run with the football, it's get after him. And when you look at LSU stats, Cody Worsham, LSU's digital uh, Sports digital media reporter. He tweeted out an interesting stat uh, that that I, I'm going to assume that he got from Pro Football Focus, and that's LSU is first in the SEC in quarterback hurries with 40, quarterback hits with 14, and pressures with 58. Uh, their eight sacks are tied for second in the conference as well. And I think it all starts up front. It all starts with uh, with Ali Gay. You look at how he had that he had the big game against Mississippi State, got a sack, broke up three passes wasn't uh wasn't quite the uh quite the difference maker as he was um against Mississippi State as he was uh against Vanderbilt as he was against Mississippi State but he didn't have to be because LSU unlike the first game LSU got good solid play along the defensive front Andre Anthony had a career high game Travis Moore had a career high game the defensive tackles played better. You get Glenn Logan back this week. So it all really sets up for, uh, you know, for, for LSU strength on defense, which is to get after the quarterback. And for what seems like Missouri's only real chance to move the football, um, you know, off the right arm of Connor Basilak, it, it's kind of pitting best against best, in my opinion. Yeah, and one thing to note about Sean Robinson is him and Ed Ingram were – high school teammates at DeSoto. So a little reunion of DeSoto U on uh, Saturday as well for those two guys. And with Connor Bazalak making his first start, they're going to look for a, a good you know, run game, which is something they've gotten out of Larry Roundtree III, uh, one of the more experienced running backs in the country, uh, and especially in the SEC, ran for 84 yards on 18 attempts uh, last week against Tennessee. And, and he's tallied almost 3,000 career yards. He's at 
2,899 yards right now, six in school history. And so LSU is going to hope, hope that uh, he doesn't hit that 3,000-yard plateau against, against them. And if they're able to bottle him up like Tennessee did, uh, that'll bode well to, to really, I think, you know, it depends on how LSU, LSU's offense does. But if they can bottle up Larry Roundtree and, and, and you know, force Connor Basilak to, to win the game, this is going to bode really well for LSU, and uh, it, it could be one of those games similar to Vanderbilt where you know, LSU is going to be able to win comfortably. Yeah, I, I think so. Uh, you know, Roundtree, 5'10", 210-pounder. He averaged about 69 yards a game last year on the ground. But I think it's got sled and running against, uh, running against LSU. LSU's Bo Pelini knows that, that – Eli Drinkwitz has to get some semblance of a run game to uh, take some of the pressure off of off of Basilak, and that's gonna. I, I think LSU is just gonna try to clog everything up right there, and uh, you know, and, and put everything on the shoulders of Basilak. And uh, you know, it's a lot easier. It's a lot easier going into a game when you're, you know, when you're uh, when you're down fourteen nothing against Tennessee. When you're down big against Alabama. You know, it's a lot easier to go in there and to throw the ball around the yard than it is to to start a game when it's zero zero, and uh, you know you're you're going against your against the defense's you know best scheme, a scheme that they that they've charted for the first you know whether it's ten, fifteen, twenty plays of coming out in, and so it's going to be a, it's going to be tougher sledding, but I think the one thing that you know the one thing that that might benefit might benefit Missouri is that you know it is an early start Missouri has gotten off to such a slow start in both of the first two contests outscored 49 to 9 and uh, you know averaging averaging uh, basically 63 yards in the uh, you know in, in the in the first um, in the first 30 minutes of play and so I, I think that that Basilek will give them a spark. Um, you know, it, it finally gives the offense something to kind of let's go out there, let's show the football. So I wouldn't be surprised to see Missouri score its uh, you know sc- score its first touchdown of the season in the first half against LSU. But um, you know, one thing that we've seen from uh, from Bo Pelini's defense, at least against Vanderbilt is that they made adjustments, they came back out in the second half, and they basically shut Vandy down completely. Um, I, I want to say it was like 63 yards or 65, 69 yards that they allowed in the second half. And so getting Glenn Logan back, having Derek Stingley back there, just a different defense. And, uh, you know, I, I think the second half is where you kind of start to see LSU really, uh, really flex that muscle and really kind of start to distance itself. And last time against Missouri was Ed Ogeron's first game as interim head coach that year in 2016. And I'm not so sure LSU is going to hit the 634 total yards of offense, 418 of which came on the ground with Darius Geis and Darrell Williams, uh, each scoring three touchdowns. But I think with LSU, uh, one, Miles Brennan needs to continue to build off of what he did last week against Vanderbilt, another 300-yard passing game to start his career. And he'll do it with an offensive line that, once again, has a change up front. Uh, It won't be Ed Ingram, most likely, uh, who probably, uh, quite honestly, I don't know what the COVID protocols would be, but 
he might not make the trip. I mean, I hope he gets to make the trip to see Sean Robinson <laughs> and have a little reunion, but uh, it'll be Charles Turner at left guard who's done a tremendous job bulking up, getting ready. We saw Marlon Martinez at left guard against Vanderbilt, but Ed Ogeron has said it's going to be Charles Turner this week that gets the time in place of Ed Ingram in this one. So uh, for, for LSU, I, I think with Miles, you've just got to continue to get the running game going early on and then uh, allow him to settle in. Yeah, I agree. It's, uh, you know, it's, it's no secret that, that, you know, he continued to look better against Vanderbilt. Uh, one, you know, once they started running the ball more effectively and uh, John Emery got going and so that's going to be a key and that's going to be a key in every contest. But I think especially when you play a, you know, when you play a team that, that you're supposed to beat by 20 plus points, you know, it's, you go out there, you establish the run, you flex some muscle, you try to break their wheel early on. And, and I look for LSU, I look for LSU to do that. As far as the offensive line goes, uh, you know, like you mentioned, I, I, I'm with you, you know, Three games in, three different offensive line uh, starting combinations if Ingram is out like we expect. And so, uh, yeah, it's going to be interesting to see. Does Charles Turner hold it down? Do they go with Marlon Martinez also, who the true freshman who played for Ingram last week? Ed Orgeron mentioned Joseph Evans, who start has started at uh, defensive tackle the first two games, that he's a guy who could, uh, you know, who could even play on that side of the ball if Charles Turner struggles a little bit, you know, I just want to see, uh, and I don't want to see Charles Turner struggle, but, you know, personally, I'd like to see Joseph Evans go out there, play some defense, and then, and then, and then they flip him over to the offensive side of the ball too. That might be one of the first times that I could recall seeing that in, uh, in modern day college football history. And Sonny, LSU's gotten great special teams play this this year. Derek Stingley Jr. returned with a nice punt, a few nice punt returns uh, against Vanderbilt. You know, Cade York's been getting plenty of praise. Had a nice field goal, uh, you know, uh, against Vanderbilt. Zach von Rosenberg had a great first outing against Mississippi State. Unfortunately for the LSU offense, and then Avery Adkins has been doing his thing. But true freshman kicker Harrison Mev- Mevis. Uh, kicked a 50 yarder last week against Tennessee. He was one of the top ranked kickers in the country coming out. Uh, of Indiana and now I mean he's he's a weapon for them so special teams could play a big role in this one as well yeah he, he he's a weapon but if uh you know I, I think that I think that for him to for him to play to for, for him to factor in into this outcome that there would be a lot that there would be a lot of things that would have to go wrong for LSU you know you're talking about uh you know, we're talk we're talking about the defense giving up huge chunks of yards again, giving up giving up touchdowns, giving up uh, you know, just having a really having a really bad day. Cause I'm on the train that, you know, I think Miles Brennan, I think he's gonna continue to get better every week. I think he's gonna get better, you know, get better this week against Missouri. You're gonna really start to, I think you saw him start to build some confidence last week. I mean, you look at the game that he had, I want to say 28 out of 30. Uh, uh, if I think LSU had, what was it, five or six drops? It was six drops in the first one. Was it five last week against Vandy? But if you, if you, tack, if you tack on his drops into, into his stats last week, I mean, he's completing 75% of his passes for 400 yards, you know? That's uh, yet, yet – <clears throat> 
<clears throat> you hate to see the comparisons to Joe Burrow, yet that's where everyone goes. And that's Joe Burrow-type numbers right there, you know. So I think you see Miles Brennan continue to take those steps, continue to improve with his decision-making, with getting rid of the ball quicker, for that passing game to continue to, to, continue to click even more because I do think that the receivers – are going to start catching those balls. Ed Orgeron said on Monday that, you know, there were some guys who had some extra running to do after practice. They were going to spend all, you know, a lot more time on the jugs machines this week in practice. So I think you're going to see that continue to continue to click to where, although Harrison Mavis and Cade York are, uh, you know, are, are both uh, leading the leading the SEC in, in field goals, I don't think we're going to see this come down to either one of those guys. Yeah, that's a good point. And I mean, hopefully not for LSU. They, a lot of people are picking them in this one uh, to win big. I mean, they're, they're favored by 20 points in this one. And uh, you know, I think last week we both had LSU narrowly cover covering against Vanderbilt and look, they did, you know, 41 to seven win in Nashville, LSU. Uh, like I said, favored by 20 and a half, I believe it is depending on where you get your, number from but Sonny what do you have in this one do does LSU cover again do they win what what's the story here and if it stays at 20 and a half I got them covering uh you know I do think Missouri I do think Missouri's gonna have a uh you know that they're gonna be playing with a little more spirit of let's go out let's 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 shock the world let's prove everybody wrong we got this new guy in at quarterback he's gonna throw the ball a little bit better I do think that Missouri's gonna score early and then I think that they're going to uh, they're going to get a late garbage score, but uh, you know in this one I just I, I think LSU just continues to do the things that they need to do on offense. I think the slow start does factor into LSU's point production, uh, but they get it going in the second half. And if it stays at twenty and a half, I like uh, you know I liked them to cover at thirty eight seventeen. That was what you picked last week, no? No, I think I uh I think I actually picked uh 41. Oh, okay. I might I might have been the 38. I think I think yeah. we both had pretty similar uh uh picks in in the uh, LSU Vanderbilt matchup and I'm I'm going to go with with LSU of course in this one. Uh, I am going to take them 42 uh to 20. So I think maybe this one gets a little bit uh you know higher scoring and things like that, but overall I mean I think LSU goes on the road, takes care of business and uh, is able to come away with the win in this one. Yeah, I, uh, you know, I just, and, and I think, you know, and I think it's going to just set up nicely for uh, for that big one next week against Florida, um, you know, and uh, just and just to really make the, uh, you know, that first big, that first big matchup aside from the opener that LSU fans really, look, you know, really look to. Yeah, while Bill and looking at it last week, I actually had LSU 41 to 13. Okay, glad you ran it back. Glad you ran it back. Yeah, so, oh, 41 yeah. 13. So you had them even bigger. Yeah, I had to throw that out there. At least I got the 41 right. Yeah, you nailed that. You nailed that. Yeah, you had 41 20, and then Shady had 35 16. So they didn't have them covering. Wow. Yeah. Don't take shade. Y'all owe, owe me drinks now yeah. for that. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, all right. Well, I hope everybody enjoys this one. Uh, mainly, stay safe. Uh, you know, Sunny, you guys stay safe, and and uh, you know, obviously with the storm coming, you know, that's on. That's probably at the forefront of everybody's mind. But uh, hopefully, you guys out there listening uh, to our podcast have 
some power, some TV, and can uh, buckle in and, and watch the game and join the, you know, go 24-7 message board conversation during it. The live threads are always lit. But, uh, yeah, Sonny, hope you guys are, are staying safe over there. Man, absolutely. I, I think it's going to miss us and stuff. You know, I don't think we're going to get much from it. Hopefully, uh, hopefully we don't get one of these gusts that comes through there and knocks out power for a little bit because uh, I hate to have to climb that. I hate to have to go outside and climb that pole and try to see if I can get fix it <laughs> to watch the game. <laughs> this is the first good weekend I'm looking forward to of college football. Early start. We don't have to go out of town for soccer. We're home. You got some good games to watch. And, uh, oh, man, I better not lose power. <laughs> Prayers for all of those in southwest Louisiana because that's obviously a lot more a lot more serious situation for them. And really pray for all those, all those folks over in southwest Louisiana that it doesn't hit them uh, as hard as Laura did. Yeah, echoing that as well. I um, was uh, texting with uh, Jay Anderson, Bryce Anderson's uh, – Dad, the 2022 safety commit, and he he was just telling me, man, we just can't catch a break over here. So uh, hopefully, you know, somehow this thing fizzles or whatever, and 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 moves quickly through, and and you know, everybody stays safe out there. But uh, with that, we're going to close out this podcast. Hope everyone uh, stays safe out there uh, you know, this weekend, like we said, and uh, enjoys uh, the LSU Missouri game. A little early kick, uh, so enjoy your mimosas. You grab a bloody mary and. Uh, Head over to go247.com for all your coverage. And uh, we'll be back with another edition of the pod uh, after the game. And we will uh, share our reactions and uh, check in with you guys. So thanks for listening and have a uh, great, safe weekend. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.